1: 18 plus.
2: Welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast. My name is Matthew and thank you very much for being here for another match preview. Yes, we're on the back of a massive win against Man United on Saturday and this train just keeps rolling, baby, even though some bits keep falling off at every stop. We're still going, <laughs> we're still going. Um, we're, we're, we're on our way to Everton, we're on our way to Goodison Park, a game under the lights on Thursday and to help me preview this one, I'm joined by two specimens. I'm joined by Andy. Hello, sir.
0: Hello, sir. Are we doing all right? I'm not bad, thank you. Not being referred to as a specimen. I hope it's in a positive sense.
2: (laughs) Always, mate. Always. (laughs) And speaking of specimens, Daryl, you're with us too. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, 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 good. Now, obviously, we're here to talk about Everton, but there's obviously loads of stuff that's going on as well. But before we do any of that, we've obviously got to have a little word from our sponsors at Magpin. The Gallagher Shots Match Preview is brought to you by MagPin. MagPin are the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enameled pin badges of Newcastle United players, legends and retro kits. For more information, visit their website at magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Yes, indeedy. So, Andy, I'm going to come to you first, mate. Are you, are you, have you came down from Saturday yet? Have you, have you, have you processed what's going on? The fact that we have barely any players yet we seem to just keep pulling results out of our back pocket.
0: Well, uh, I don't know what there is to get over because it's just another, it's just another easy win against another small team at the moment. It's just no, it's 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 mad, isn't it? It's, yeah, I think that your yeah, analogy at the start was perfect about the, the the Newcastle Express with bits falling off. It's perfect. Uh, yeah, it, it's unreal. It feels very much like last season in that we're all still amazed that we're actually a good team that hasn't really wore off yet but the reality does set, set in from time to time when you think oh there's another injury there's another injury who's that gadget on the bench he sounds like a Game of Thrones character not an actual Newcastle player <laughs> Um so uh, yeah it's it's great obviously yeah amazing result Um We said in our match reaction that that power dynamic between us and Man United has just completely shifted. We are very much at the table now, and it feels like we've sort of taken their seats. So, great win. Uh, On to the next one, coming thick and fast. Um, we just got to go out there and do the business again, which I'm sure we'll get on to.
2: Mm, I mean, I'm not going to make any more chair analogies. I know you've just said about chairs and stuff, but seats (laughs) at the table, they are very limited. And I was going to make a musical chairs sort of analogy, but we'll we'll leave it. We'll skip it. Nobody wants to hear that. (laughs) Um, Daryl, I mean, I've, we've mentioned injuries again there and we'll get onto it as we talk about the squad and stuff. But, I mean, I think we're past the point of writing off this side ever, I think now. I think even when, you know, I saw that team against Bournemouth and we did think, oh, God, that's going to be tough. And it was tough and we lost the game. But we've since fielded similar sides against, you know, the likes the likes of Man United and won the game and comfortably one of the most one-sided one nils you've ever seen. So, do you find it hard now to even write these guys off, even if the team sheet? or the bench, exactly, like the, the options that we have are limited?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the one thing we can take from that Bournemouth game was that they weren't just physically shattered, they were mentally shattered as well. And, and We've mentioned it previously, that the break that we've had for that international break was just just the tonic that we all needed for most of that squad to get over the, the mental fatigue that they were suffering as well as the physical. And like you say, the last couple of games now where we've fielded what is a relatively weak inside for us, considering the number of injuries that we do have, um, and have added to thanks to the weekend's game. Um, you know, it, it's, it really is showing that there's so much grit in this side that they just, you know, they don't know when to stop. And they are just so good, and they are prepared to put in the graft that when required, and the effort. And, you know, that they're capable even now with the injuries, and that it is a weak side. We are playing a weak side in these games, but we're still grinding out these results.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it does make you think about what, could have been, could, I say, could have been. We're still in the really in the meat of this, this season now. We're not even really halfway, um, but it just, it just. Imagine if we had, you know, the the the, the likes of you know your Botmans and Harvey Barnes and your Wilsons always fit. It'd it just be. A, this, I wouldn't say the sky's the limit, but you know, it's 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 really amazing what I was doing with this really small group of players. But we'll talk now about our opponents on Thursday because the games are coming thick and fast we have barely started on this journey of 10 games in the space of 30-odd days. We've got a game need every three days, which is great for a side that seemed to you know, be made of sticky tape, blue tack, and Chris packet. <laughs> but, like, uh, Everton, you know, they seem... You know, the last few years have been aside side in disarray, a club in disarray. They've just had a 10-point deduction. But you look at them just footballing, objectivity, like, you know, you, you look at the view of just the results and things aren't actually that bad. I know they're sitting second bottom. and I know that there might be another points deduction looming. But let's say that this one is the only one they're going to get. The last seven games, four wins are drawn, two losses. And those two losses come into Man United and Liverpool. Things aren't that bad from a football perspective. What do you, what do you think, Andy? Do you think given, you know, what they're doing and what Sean is doing, they're going to probably comfortably stay up still.
0: Yeah, I think they're a lot better team than people are giving them credit for. And that is obviously because of the points deduction. You look at the table and you'd almost... Well, the points deduction, it was equal parts funny and equal parts horrible because I do think it was a little harsh... Because if they just let themselves go into administration, they'd have got a nine-point deduction. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, but, yeah, um, I've got some some stats. It's going to be quite stat-heavy, so I hope it's not too boring. But, you know, it's a bit bored today. so thought, thought I'd do some Love it. so So, so go, I will get to Everton. But just to go into Newcastle, because the Athletic did a really good bit on this, about how different we are away from home this year. So we've taken 21 points at home and only five points away. That's the biggest differential of any team in the Premier League this season. Wow. Um, which means we've got 80% of our points coming from home this year. Um, if you flip that around to Everton, in the away table, they're second. There's only Spurs a, that are a better away side than Everton. But when you look at them at home, they've lost to Fulham, lost to Wolves, lost to Arsenal, lost to Luton, beat Bournemouth, drew to Brighton, lost to Man U. So they're almost the polar opposite to us this season.
2: Oh, styles make fights, Andy. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Wilder against Fury. I don't know which one of them I'd to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So without the point deduction, there'd be 12th, um, be a point ahead of Crystal Palace, who are the most comfortable of comfortable mid-table teams. Mm. So- Got to say, Deich has done pretty well. Um, last season, they were a dead ringer to go down. They looked a completely beaten side. They had this massive debt overhanging them with the stadium. And obviously, they must have known they had some issue with the point deduction potentially looming over them as well. But what we've seen in the media and what a few of their players have said, including, and Daisha's manager as well, saying this is maybe a bit of a blessing in disguise because it's give us a rallying call this is very much us against the world. And when you might not necessarily feel like you've got much to play for, that's sometimes what you need in a season. So I don't think this is going to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. Um, we saw against the uh, Man United, they had a protest, lots of boos and jeers and things, but Man United did the, best thing they could do which was score an absolute goal of the season and push the goal <laughs> in the first t- 10 minutes so if we could do that that, that would help but um, yeah definitely not going to be an easy game they've got some good players they're really well managed definitely not going to be pushovers but something's got to give we've either got to get some away points and they've either got they've got to start getting some home points as well mm. or we just draw and then everyone's was, still rubbish away and at home
2: <laughs> I was just about to say bag, bagels all around there nil nil, nil. You can come <laughs> yeah. in there. but um and he's just messaged, uh, mes- mentioned there, Daryl, about Sean Dyche, our favourite grizzly-voiced man. Um, <laughs> you know, he, does he get a hard rap? Does he get maybe gets underestimated in his managerial abilities? I, for one, don't mind him. I, I've heard him on a few podcasts. He's he's more than just a direct pump the ball long, but he will strip back sometimes, you know, clubs who are trying to like Everton and take them back to basics, but then, you know, drilling them fitness and all that stuff. And, you know, like we've just said, they would have been 12th if it wasn't for this point of seduction, which isn't exactly amazing, but given where they've came from in previous seasons, they'll take that because they've been, you know, largely relegation candidates. Um, yeah. What do you think about Sean Daish?
3: Well, you know, the thing with Sean Dyche is, you know, he is pretty underrated in what he does because he, he is, he has that skill set in him to, like you say, you'll he'll strip a team back to basics and then you'll start to mould them into his image. And then all of a sudden, like when, like he was at Burnley, they'll start to be able to pick up results and they'll be consistent to a point where they will like, like stay in a certain area in, in a division. So like Andy said, if they didn't have this points deduction, they would be sitting mid table right now. And that tends to be sort of Sean Dyche sort of peak performance level. Um and Again, it's it's not he's not you know I don't have a distinct hatred for the man I feel like you know he 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 can come in and do a job and he does the job really well he can work on a tight budget which means he's probably quite a suitable like fit for Everton given their situation and the one thing I would also mention um, I think as Andy said that this points deduction it's, what it's done is it's galvanized the Everton fan base. And they're all united behind this cause, and like you know, it was mentioned there that Everton against the world, and that's pretty. I think that's how they like it, to be honest. They like that. Well, and last we season do...
0: it was all about them against their own owners, wasn't it? Whereas it's yeah, exactly it completely now.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we we sort of liked it when it was that way as well. And when it's Newcastle against the world, you know, it sort of brings out an extra level in us as supporters. Um, and we've already seen that with Everton with their mini protest. And I think judging by some of the stuff I've seen on Twitter, they're, they're thinking of more creative ways to protest and disrupt games. So it'll be interesting to see if they've got anything coming on Thursday night. going to be tonight.
0: someone tying themselves to a, the goalpost again, is this? No,
3: I, I <laughs> bloody well hope not. Not after that one. Um we've got some better
0: players this time.
3: <laughs> what what I think it will do is, is it might actually deflect away from the return again of Anthony Gordon to go to St Park because they might actually be more focused on doing their protest against the Premier League, etc., rather than focusing on targeting him, which they tried to do in the last game. But as we well know, that the last game at Goodison Park was quite a good result for us with a 4-1 win um, with two goals from Wilson, a goal from Joe Linton and the assist of the year, of the decade, of the century from Alex Izak.
2: <laughs> the assist that wasn't that an assist week. though. They technically, yes. Yeah.
3: Technically. But the we'll, best goal we'll assist ever. Ever. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and of course, also we have to mention our, our mate Jordan, you know, in goal. Yeah. Um, whether or not Sean Dyche rises up to the fact that he can't play against us and he plays somebody else, I don't know. Some Everybody else seemed to pick up on that in you know previous event managers did it. Rafa did it, I think. He played Stecklenburg in, in one game at St James' after what happened. Um, But we'll see what happens with Dyche. I don't think he'll have learned his lesson. And he, he tends to stick with a, a solid 11, doesn't he? So I think Jordan will probably play on Thursday. But just yeah. another thing to come in on that, if I may... 'Cause another mm. little stat out to pop in here. Oh, it's a prepared season. we are. Hey. So <laughs> when board we of
2: stats. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so when we beat Everton four one back in April, it came just a few days after we absolutely smashed Spurs 6 1 at St. James's. So that was ten goals in two games. And then the following game, which was back at St. James's Park against Southampton, we scored another three. So it was probably one of the most profitable weeks of goal scoring in terms of the club's recent, if not history, with thirteen goals in a week. Um, across three games. So we were really good form then. And, you know, I, you can't really say we're in such good goal scoring form now, but everything else, you know, possession dominance, the way we're playing, the style of play, it's all in there. We're all on this little wave of momentum. And it'd be really good to see us take it into that game on Thursday and be able to break the, the cauldron of noise that Goodison Park will be.
2: The bear pit. As the people have been calling it, <laughs> um, but we shall see. I mean, you, you mentioned a very solid eleven there. Um, obviously, Everton came off the back of a a decent win against Nottingham Forest, who obviously have run their own trials and tribulations at the moment. But you know, going away in a away point in any prem, uh, away win, sorry, in any Premier League game is is a good one. Um, you look at the starting eleven. Let's just go quickly from back to front. You've got our mate Pickford in goal, Mikalenko, or T- Tarkovsky, Young, um, who at this point must be fifty years old. <laughs> definitely not young yeah he's definitely not young Ashley um, Ashley Ashley middle age we'll say <laughs> um, but but still I mean you know Sean Dyche still trusts him so I don't want to insult him too much but he has had he has had sort of these performances recently not to sort of skip ahead that um, you know the Gary Neville against West Brom Peter Rudd and wingy sort of mm. performances where like wingers are really getting at him and he can't do anything about it. And I think maybe this might be his last season, but you never know. He's done very well to get where he is. Um, But then you go to the midfield, you've got Dwight McNeil, uh, Adrissa Gay, uh, Garner, Harrison, obviously uh, Jack Harrison, who uh, Eddie Howe uh, seems to, to like quite a bit. We were linked with him quite a bit when he was at Leeds. And then you've got Beto up front, the question marks all the way, Dominic Calvin Lewin might start as well because he had a calf issue in the week, and then then you got a couple of options on the bench, the likes of your Dan Juma's, who initially didn't want to go to Everton and then went to Spurs and realised he wasn't going to get played, so he went to Everton. Um, that yeah. is the guy. Yeah, I, I'm thinking of the right guy there. Yeah, I think I? So, yeah. Um, but but I've just read out that team there, Andy. Uh, uh, when you read that team, do you is there anywhere where you go? Yeah, he's quite good. Like if he's if he's on his, his on, on song, he might be causes issues, or is it more just the collective? that you need to be wary of with Everton. Yeah, there's
0: no world beaters in that team, is there? Very Mm. similar to his Burnley team, not in terms of personnel, although I guess I know you've got Tarkovsky and McNeil who are Dyche favourites, aren't they? But uh, I really like McNeil. Um, I don't think he'd necessarily be a good fit in our team because he sort of just strolls about and then we will just score a worldie. But I think he's got real good quality. He's almost like a bit of an old-fashioned winger in that he actually plays on the side of his foot so he can whip them in with his left foot. Um, Calvert-Lewin's obviously a big miss, but can you really call him a big miss when he never plays anymore? It's almost like he's not an Everton player anymore um, because he's been so riddled with injuries. But no, I, I think you're right. It's definitely the collective with them more than anything else. They have a, uh, a methodology and a style of play, which some might say is a bit old-fashioned. But I do think Daesh, he's not just allardyce incarnate i think he is actually mm. a good manager and he knows what he's doing and he plays to the personnel he's got so we've seen him put to career a bit further up playing him as a number 10 and that's been quite nice from them although i'm not i think he's out now isn't he um but um yeah I, I, no world beaters but i think you can say that for quite a few teams in the premier league you've got teams like brentford that are a bit like that when they don't have tony palace or they have people like elise um these days in the Premier League, it seems to be more and more about how well your squad is coached more than individual brilliance. Mm. Um, and I think that's why we've seen Arsenal doing really well. And, and, you know, obviously Man City are the exception because they've got 22 world class players and a world class manager. But um, yeah, waffling a bit there. But yeah, they're, they're a good side. They're, uh, they're a good collective. Um, and But I, I don't see anyone there where you think, oh, bloody hell, we need to double up on him. We need to be worried about him. But for me, McNeil's the, the standout quality in their side.
4: Yeah. Investors like you have a problem. Today, most portfolios only include stocks and bonds. While it's currently performing, it's a strategy that Goldman Sachs predicted in 2023 to underperform for the next decade. Luckily, our sponsor, Masterworks Advisors, focuses on a non-traditional alternative asset, helping over 15,000 investors diversify a portion of their overall portfolios with blue chip post-war contemporary art. Over 60% of wealth managers surveyed by Deloitte have already integrated art into their wealth management offering. And by signing up at masterworks.com advisors with code free, you can talk to a registered investment advisor representative who deals exclusively with this alternative asset class. So schedule a free same-day advisory call with Masterworks Advisors just by going to masterworks.com advisors and using promo code free. That's masterworks.com advisors promo code free. This advertisement relates to the provision of advisory services by Masterworks Advisors LLC and is not intended to offer or solicit investment in any securities and is not investment advice. Masterworks Advisors is affiliated with Masterworks.
1: Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at thirty thousand feet. So. Sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: You've got used you to guys coming at us with prepared stats. I read a squad out which misses one of their best players in Dakure, of course. But yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> he's still about. I thought so, yeah. <laughs> he definitely started. I've just, I've just, just whilst you were obviously putting a very good point across there, I thought I'd have a little switch back. Yeah, there was 10 players in that team that I've just uh, announced there. So, yes, Dukure, <laughs> well, we'll definitely, we'll definitely
0: beat that team. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, for me, I don't know. It's, I, I, I think the collective, like you say, there's no well beaters, but he has got them well drilled. Um, they're going to be working hard. And so two hard-working teams, we work hard in a different sense in terms of we're always trying to press the ball. Um, but it comes with its own sort of uh, price to pay because we've found this season a lot of the teams that press high, the likes of your Brightons, Spurs, obviously Newcastle, who are very much up at the top of the charts when it comes to winning possession from pressers, etc. They've all got a slew of injuries. Now, I think, obviously, the schedule is one thing, our style of players the other. But then this curse we seem to have at the moment of injuries it, it struck again against man united and every time i've been lucky enough to come on the match preview uh i've been somehow asked a question about nick pope and i'm very much team pope and i think he's absolutely amazing and he's so important to us there's others who you know want to throw shade on him or whatever but i think i'm scared that we're going to see how important he is but obviously martin debravka you know daryl he, he was a huge. A, 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 I say, huge. He was a small, bright light in a very dark time when he was, you know, under Rafa and stuff. And yeah. he can be a very good goalkeeper. Does it concern you that you know it's another big injury? We now have that. We now have our full injury eleven that could probably go far in the league cup by itself. Um, I don't know. I, I, I Is it is it really concerning for you, or are you? Are you just sort of okay to see Debravka come in?
3: No, I think. You know, we're, we can count ourselves very fortunate that I think the goalkeeping department is an area where it is relatively strong with regards to that immediate depth. So we've got Dubravka who can come in now. And we, you know, those of us who've been here for a little while now know what Dubravka brings to this team and what he can do on that pitch. And like you said, he, he was a shining, little shining light in a dark time. Um, one of the stars of Rafa's team, some of the saves he could pull out. And he, could, he kept us in a lot of games during that period. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has a lot of credit in the bank with me. I would never have... I'm like you, I'm a big fan of Nick Pope as well. Um, but, you know, I'm not too disheartened to see him come in. I'm also not that worried about seeing Carius on the bench as the the now first-choice backup either. Um, you know, he, he was hard done by in, towards the end of his Liverpool career and he's just needed a chance. And it, as unfortunate as he was in, in that League Cup final back in February, you know, it was just one of those games where... You know we, we just played that team at the wrong time as andy mm-hmm. has said before um and you know it's I, I, no I, th- I think martin will be absolutely fine and he'll slot him he will he'll do a perfect job he'll be fine
2: first name terms there, uh, Darrell, martin, nice. <laughs> <Poor> martin. <M-dubs. laughs> now i mean i'd like to sort of put a magnifying glass on our squad but i mean there's not really much we can talk about andy it's the case of it's it's Going to be the same team and yet again. We've got Jurgen Klopp praising us um, after the game yesterday, saying he hasn't really praised us much, but he's going to because we played the exact same team as we did against PSG at the weekend. And he said there just seemed the intensity he was matched, and it was two obviously different games, but the way we played against Man United really impressed them. I'm not sure why I'm talking too much about Jurgen Klopp, but you know if when you're even impressing the likes of him, a top manager, obviously shows how good we're doing. But can it? I mean, realistically, can we sustain that? Because I'm worried about us going into this now and it being another Bournemouth rather than another Man United. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I didn't know Klopp
0: had praises. That's quite nice because that's mm. uh, that's one bit of praise and, you, and 15 bits of
2: slighty sent us over. commercial. A well, commercial. We are a commercial for pressing, counter pressing um, and direct football. And he said he was very impressed. Well, that's nice from the the
0: father of heavy metal football. So we'll take that because he's obviously <laughs> the he's the one that brought this over from Dortmund to the Premier League effectively. Um Pep obviously did it. Um but yeah, oh that's nice. But uh yes, can we sustain it? Um well we are so far, um, even as bits fall off, as to go back to that same analogy, bits are falling off the chair, we'll double the analogies. Um yeah, uh, bits are falling off but we're just finding a way and it's it's testament to how well coached all of the squad is. I think a lot of managers fall foul of this where they, they don't build that ethos through the entire club and we're seeing that with how We're seeing Lewis Miley who must have had basically zero minutes on on a first team training coming in and looking like he's, you know, he's mm. matching what Longstaff was doing, matching what Tonali was doing. He's done great. So we are sustaining it. The worry now is, uh, are we going to get to a point where we can't fail the first 11? Because we're still able to do that at the moment. Um, one yeah. more injury, effectively one more injury and back to Dummett and Richie. But then after, if it's not one of those positions, it is a kid who has to come in, effectively. Yeah. So, we are sustaining it. Whether we can or not, it's complete look at the draw. I know we've mentioned about the schedule, but a lot of the injuries we're getting, they're not even schedule injuries.
2: Yeah, half I'm the blank. man, half the man. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's like Burn just smashing his back to pieces. You could never account for that. Anderson managed to do that as well. I mean, I don't think your team's ever had two broken spines. Two broken the... backs
2: and two <laughs> shoulder dislocations. Yeah, it's, it's, I,
0: I don't know what's in that new aqua spa in the training ground, but it's not working. <laughs> but, so, yeah, all, all we can say is, all, it, all, all we can do is praise all of them that go out there, knowing that they're going to have to go for 90 minutes, knowing that they're not going to get much rest, they're going to have to go again. They're just class. Um, it's a testament to the professionalism. It's a testament to the coaching. Uh, I just hope that it's not one of these games where we need to win it in 60 minutes because the legs will go because we saw mm. it against PSG. Mm. We had that game won in 45 minutes and if we could, if we had the benefit of rest beforehand and subs on the bench, we would have won that game um, and if the referee hadn't been a complete... Uh, yeah. Uh, and then Man-, <laughs> and Man-, Man United as well, even though it wasn't quite as bad, it did feel like on 80 minutes, ESAC got tired, so there wasn't really that press from the front. Mm. We did just think we can't run so we are going to have to sit but but then even when we do have to sit how coaches this low block so well it reminds me of the the first half of last season when we were just winning games 1-0 2-1 we were just holding out on games we weren't really blowing teams away so we're just bringing out the best of of us the high press at the start and then when we get a bit tired just that fight to not concede Um, So hopefully in this game, it is going to be different. I'm jumping ahead slightly, but I do think we'll put a good shift in here. I think we'll get a nice win where we're not all praying for VAR checks and everything by the end of the game. It would be nice just to have a nice two-goal cushion for once. Um, But yeah, I love the effort. You know, we've always said, don't demand a team that wins, we demand a team that tries, and we're getting both. So it's quite nice. Yeah, yeah
2: exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I thought after uh, the Bournemouth game, and again, it was one of those ones where if you're an actual level headed football Newcastle supporter, you could just see where the, the, the result it came from because of just tiredness physically mm-hmm. and mentally. Injuries keep coming, keep coming. And I remember saying, I think that well, this is where, where our season slides and, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing we can do about it. He's got a full squad, of, uh, full first 11 of, of players out. But we've managed to beat Arsenal and we've managed to beat Chelsea and we've managed to beat Man United and we've managed to get a draw away in really horrible circumstances against PSG away. And that's just, reading that out is ridiculous. I know... Each club in isolation, especially Man United and Chelsea, aren't exactly the, the teams of all, even though they've spent ridiculous fortunes on their teams. But it it, it is mental. But, you know, I, I, that's what I fear. I feel, you know, the train might come off the tracks eventually because it has to. It has to. If they keep getting an injury every other game and you your injuries that you have, you know, I mean, who's closest? I think we're expecting Sven maybe Botman. Harvey, Sven Botman's up running still to we, resume this week, I think. Yeah, Willick's Achilles, apparently not too serious. Uh, Longstaff's heel's not too bad, but it's still a matter of a couple of weeks maybe. I don't know how much we're into Wilson's supposed six weeks, mm. and obviously Harvey Barnes was expected this month, but I'd just love to be able to get a couple of games without anyone... Getting crocked. Even Gordon said at the end of the, the Man United game, he said, "I'm limping." He said, But I've just got bruises and kicks, but we keep running for each other, which is all we can ask for." And I think some people might forget that, you know, when when you when you maybe lose a couple of games when when this fatigue sets in, but it's shown no sign of doing so, Daryl. I mean, we've got no options on the bench. Maybe Young Hall might make an appearance at some stage. Hopefully, yeah. it's not enforced. But I mean, we'll, we'll we'll come into the end of this. We'll we'll start with our predictions. I'll come to you first, Daryl. What, what, what are you expecting?
3: Well, you know, I don't want to be the pessimist yet. And no, I'm he's going to be the pessimist! I'm not going to predict the loss, though. I'm not predicting a loss. So that's a I weird just way of saying, I'm, saying it's going to be a draw. It is. <laughs> that's, yeah, well, that's what I'm going to predict. Because I just feel like the cauldron, the, I don't know what it is. It's just something in us makes us think that, that they'll, they're going to disrupt the game somehow and it's going to affect mm. us in a way that isn't going to be pleasant. And, you know, we might not be able to get a win. But I certainly think we're more than capable of getting a draw. I I sort of said the same thing going into the Paris game. A draw and a clean bill of health, please. That's all I want. I just want a clean bill of health like you, Maya. just Nobody else to go off with a, you know, like a, a bent finger or uh, another dislocated shoulder or anything like that. You know what I mean? Nobody loses any more game time, you know. Um, and I think a 1-1 draw down there. And I think, you know, I think it'll be a really difficult game just because of, We've mentioned it before that, that cauldron, the atmosphere, the bear pit. Um mm. and I I sort of had similar reservations going into the background last season and look what happened. But yeah. I think a won one draw.
2: Andy, uh you said you were gonna be a bit more positive. So how are we gonna deal with uh Sean Dyche's bubbly cauldron?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, well, I'm hoping after the game, Sean Dyche in his usual Husky voice is just saying, you know, that that, it, that we were too much for them and that they gave it their all. Um, is this going to be the last game we play, at Goodison? When's this new stadium open? I don't know. I it's, have no I, idea. Maybe never nice. if they're going bust. Well, yeah. yeah, true. I think Daryl might be giving the Everton fans a little bit too much credit. Well, I do agree <laughs> I do agree with you a little bit. I don't think it's quite walking into the San Siro, which we have obviously done this season. It was
2: pretty fanatic. <laughs> I mean, I think if, 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 if Garnacho doesn't do that, that's a proper, could be a sliding yeah. doors moment. That like The fact that yeah, at the start it was, it was vociferous. I mean, like, it would
0: be hilarious if we did exactly the same thing and scored a bicycle kick in the first 20 minutes. I want to be the exact yeah. opposite. I want to be like uh,
2: yeah. OG like, spectacular OG. well from Pickhead. Yeah. yeah the <laughs> the the ass and then goes maybe maybe right. it would be like
0: that game a few years back where we're losing in the 92nd minute, then bring it back to 2-2 with Leisure and making a Undertaker-esque re-appearance. Yes, um, yeah, but... Prediction, right. I do think I'm more positive. Um, I'm also not predicting a loss because I'm predicting a win. <laughs> I think we'll put in a, I, I agree with you. I don't think they're ridiculous points to make. I, I I know where you're coming from. I just think we're gonna put in a good game. You know, sometimes you just got a feeling that you're mm. gonna put a good shift in. Um Beat the Scouse Macums. Move on to the real Macums in January. Bring that in. bring that in. <laughs> but oh, no, that's... I think I just fancy us to put a good shift. in. I think we'll we'll start the game strong. We'll quiet the crowd down, um, and we'll we'll just be able just to control the game and see a result out without mass panic, which would be nice for um, not just the well-being of the players, but for the well-being of the fans as well. Because I'm sick of holding out for one nil wins. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, t- two 0 nil win. Uh, we'll go for. Um, We'll get Isaac on the score sheet and Tony G uh, start of the second half to shush the Everton fans and kiss the Newcastle <laughs> badge. And then there'll be loads of bits of p- uh, purple
2: card thrown at him from the Everton mm. fans. <laughs> at least he won't have to drive out in his own car this time. <laughs> <laughs> that was nasty. Um,
0: mo- not young to get sent off. Because I he keeps because he keeps wiring people and not getting sent off, so
2: it's had one time. card this year, I, need, I think. One red card, I think, already this year. Yeah. But we'll, we'll mm. see. I, I do think that's going to be where we're going to be able to get at them down that right. to Gordon's side, that would be. It's going to be a nice, nice little battle. Hopefully, it, it, it bears fruit for us in terms of what I think is going to happen. Obviously, there's horrible little, fucking, you know, negative gremlins at the back of my head, yeah, and I I'm think thinking about the same thing as Daryl. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Bournemouth. I'm thinking. Away from home, we've seen the stats that you so kindly uh, provided, Andy. Um, but it well, something has to give. And I'm hoping that we're going to get a, a good away win. I'm, I'm sort of trying to picture and, and, and positively uh, put in the universe, like a, like we get off, a flying out of the traps, you know, like first 25 minutes, score a couple of goals, and then Ooh. it slowly goes down into, you know, we're having to just defend and maybe then sneak one through to make it a bit nervy at the end. So I'm going to go 2-1. Some reason I can see Almeron in my mind's eye. Don't know what he's doing. Hopefully he's scoring. But um, uh, yeah, I'm going to go 2-1, which is a positive one for me. And obviously people are going to let us know in the comments what they think. That's two wins and one draw. It's not negative. We're being pragmatic and realistic. <laughs> but still a very nice set of results. So if mm-hmm. you want to still kick off, because we didn't say 6-0, that's what youtube's for baby but anyway that wraps it up for another match preview um get well soon scott um scott yeah. obviously i am not scott scott normally does this week he's just a little bit under the weather at the moment uh but we're sending our love his way um if you're not a member of the channel already obviously what you're doing it's only like what is it was it like five pound a month something like that and from you get 2.99 a month $2.99. from come on come on what are you doing But <laughs> you get all sorts of stuff early access videos exclusive videos access to the members chat so much more coming in the new year as well and if you haven't obviously all that youtube spiel comment on it like it turn the bell on do whatever you're meant to do to make this channel get out to people more and improve it you know grow our community we love talking to you we love doing these videos um but until then here's hoping that we get something on thursday he is hoping this train keeps going a little longer and somehow when we stop, we get another wheel attached and churn <laughs> on. Back. Um, but it's it's, it's, it's it's good night for me. Uh, good, goodbye, Daryl. Bye-bye. Goodbye, Andy. Goodbye. See you later. Bye. Bye.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.